you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant. Still fully vaccinated, still dodging variants like Neo in the Matrix. We have a cast of dozens on the other side of the glass there. We got producer Justin. We have all the specialists. Hi, Christy. I see you waving over there. Appreciate <laughs> you there. Uh, and of course, here to my left is the one and only Michael F. Florio. Uh, how's the wrist, man? Uh, not great. It is immobilized. <laughs> it makes uh, typing and, and doing anything in life really more difficult because I'm right-handed, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm getting through it. How, uh, how are you today? Good. I know you're feeling good today right I'm now. I'm feeling better because the Dodgers live to fight at least one more. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my, my weekday nights the last couple of days have been a little bit stressful, but uh, apparently the Dodgers either scored no runs <laughs> or all of the runs. So uh, if they can get on the board on Thursday against the Giants, then maybe they have a pretty good shot. Who knows? Uh, but we will wait for that one. we got plenty to talk about, though, on the show today. We will dig into the rookie quarterback class. Uh, we'll give you some Week 6 sleepers, and we'll go through every single game on the Thursday and Sunday slates. Of course, not Monday, because we got a Monday show, so we'll do it when we get to Monday. But let's get started with some fantasy headlines, if you don't mind. Uh, we'll start in Kansas City. 
where Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be out a few weeks. He's got an MCL sprain. He suffered that uh, in the game against the Buffalo Bills over the weekend. Uh, Darrell Williams is the next man up. I know he is a popular name off the waiver wire. Uh, where do you have him ranked this week against the Washington football team? I have him ranked very highly. I have him ranked as the RB15, so not an RB1, but a high-end RB2. I'm starting him everywhere I have him, and he was someone that I was starting to stash even before Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got hurt, so I do have him in a couple of leagues. Uh, I just... I know this sounds wrong, Marcus, but I kind of feel like with one of the two top options away, all the work is going to go to the other guy. So I kind of feel a little bit better about Darrell Williams right now than I was when both were healthy. And I think a lesson to be learned here is that, like, instead of maybe, you know, like that sixth wide receiver on the end of your bench, <laughs> grab one of these backup running backs because if the starter gets hurt, they are going to get a, a huge surplus in value and be a top waiver wire target. I, I feel like, you know, it's – I guess the best way to describe it is sort of a modified zero RB thing, but I feel yeah. like it's easier to sort of pull that off in season versus in the draft. Uh, I feel like if you're doing it in the draft, you really are kind of guessing a little bit, but you get a couple weeks into the season and you see how running backs are being used. Um, I feel like it gives you a better shot at it, especially if somebody gets hurt then. Yeah, like like I'm not going to be – I'm not, you know, running to the waiver wire to grab, like, Malcolm Brown. But, like, <laughs> Darryl Williams is different because he – we know that if he's one injury away from being the lead back on a really good offense – like, I, I know it's not a really good offense, but, like, Carlos Hyde is someone like that that I've been stashing because he's one injury away from seeing 20 touches a week. So it's something that I am trying to do in more of my leagues, and I think listeners should as well. Man. The Carlos Hyde situation. I I I just don't. It's not against Carlos Hyde. I like him as a player, but there's just no reason that James Robinson shouldn't just be dominating the touches. Biggest player of the game. Let's let's not micromanage who's on the field. Let's get Carlos Hyde out there. I just I don't know. Maybe maybe Urban thinks he's back in Columbus. <laughs> just gonna leave it at that. Uh, over to San Francisco. Trey Lance has a left knee sprain. He will be reevaluated later this week. Uh, now look, the Niners are on a bye this week. Lance was not particularly great on Sunday against the Cardinals. Uh, there's a very good chance Jimmy Garoppolo could be back soon, and if he is, maybe he takes back that starting job. So does this mean that for the time being, is Trey Lance off the fantasy radar? Not for me. I, I understand, obviously, you can't start him right now, but the leagues that I have him in, Marcus, I am still stashing him because I think his upside is sky high. I know he didn't live up to expectations this past week, but we did still see some of what we like. Like, he was running. He got stuffed near the goal line on what could have been a rushing touchdown there. They let him run 16 times for 89 yards. Like, there's a reason why a player like Jalen Hurts, even when he has bad passing days, has really good fantasy days because he can run. So, Trey Lance is of the similar mold. I think that they do still make the move to Trey Lance at some point this season, especially with them not falling out of the race yet, but they are quickly falling yeah. behind in that division. So I think the move comes sooner than later. I, I did think that that was going to be a key factor. If they were still competitive in the division, in the playoff race with Garoppolo, then he was going to stay the course. Um, but right now the Niners are 2-3. and three. Uh, They're still dealing with a lot of injuries, and they've got a, you know, two teams in the division with Arizona and the Rams uh, that are looking to put some distance between themselves and everybody else. So that could very well make it easy to go back to Trey Lance at some point uh, in the future. Speaking of the Cardinals, Max Williams is on injured reserve, expected to miss the rest of the season. I mean, not a ton to say here. We were always looking for tight ends. Max Williams had a couple of nice weeks. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do, 
do we go next man up with the, the Cardinals tight ends? I, I don't even know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going next man up here. Max Williams was a nice surprise. He was getting more usage than we anticipated, but this is still a team that runs a lot of four wide receiver sets with four pretty talented receivers. I don't think they're going to start using their second string tight end now all of a sudden <laughs> over like A.J. Green or Rondell Moore. Yeah, that's what I think. I feel like it's it's Rondell Moore that probably gets a big boost from this. Uh, maybe we see some more targets for, uh, for Chase Edmonds out of the backfield. Yeah. By the way, the answer is Demetrius Harris. I, yeah, I am not trying to get Demetrius <laughs> Harris into my starting lineup. So, uh, there it is. Um, this is the first week that we have bye weeks this season. So, we are into the byes now. That means uh, fewer games. That means uh, 13 games this week. Uh, actually, 15 games. I should, or 14. I can do math. <laughs> 14 games this week instead of 16. So, the team's on by the Falcons, the Saints, the Jets, and the 49ers, here are some of the notable players that are off. At quarterback, you're missing Jameis Winston and Matt Ryan, for anybody who was starting either of those guys. Uh, running back, though, a little bit more serious, where you got Alvin Kamara off, Cordero Patterson, who is currently the RB3, uh, is off. Mike Davis is out this week. At wide receiver, uh, Calvin Ridley, Corey Davis, Debo Samuel, all unavailable. Your tight ends, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, who is currently on injured reserve. Uh, so he probably wasn't playing anyway, but he is also going to be off this week. So as you're looking around at that and you're looking at potential replacements, uh, any position, who is maybe the best potential bye week replacement this week? I, I do like that we threw Corey Davis on there just to be like, hey, the Jets, hey, the actually, Jets are off. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of Saints and Falcons on that board. But I was looking at the players that are on by, and I think the position that gets hit the hardest this week is tight end with Kyle Pitts and George Kittle being, I know Kittle's on IR, but those are like two must-start guys being taken away from us. So I think Zach Ertz is actually a good waiver wire replacement. I looked yesterday, and he was only rostered in 20% of NFL.com leagues. That feels pretty low to me. And Dallas Goddard is now... Now uh, on the IR due to COVID, so he will. It doesn't look like he's going to be playing this week. Ertz's volume has been going up the last three weeks. He's actually been getting more usage than Goddard with them both on the field. So now I think he could be a guy who sees like eight plus targets this week against a Bucks defense that I know seems scary, but they have struggled against the pass, especially against tight ends. So I like Zach Ertz. Uh, I do like that Zach Ertz pick too. I, I think especially with Goddard, as you mentioned. Probably not playing on Thursday night. Uh, I think he slides in there and, and gets some work. I am going to triple down on LaVisca Chenault. I'm back. Look, early in the season, it wasn't working out. Then he had the game after DJ Chart gets hurt where he has what, six catches, I think, for 99 yards. And it looks like things are going to turn around for him. And then last week... He gets three targets. The one that he does catch, he actually turns into a really nice 58-yard catch and run. But we're all still scratching our heads at how it is that LaVisca Chenault only got three targets in that game. Hopefully the people scratching their heads the hardest are the coaching staff in Jacksonville. And they look around and they say, we've got to get the ball in this guy's hands a little bit more. It just feels like there's an overcorrection coming this week especially uh, against the Dolphins' defense that has not been particularly good this year. They've been surprisingly no. bad. Uh, so especially I feel like, against the pass. Yeah, especially against the pass. So I think this is a week that Chenault gets back in, gets the ball in his hands, and is productive. So this is it. Like, I don't know. If it doesn't happen this week, I don't know, mate. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know if I'm completely out or whatever, but um, it's got to happen this week. I, I feel your pain because I was a huge Marvin Jones supporter coming into this season, and, like, it's not Chenault or Marvin Jones that are – like, it's – yeah, they're struggling, but it's not like they are not playing well. It's like 
Why are we not getting these guys the ball more? I mean, they had eight <laughs> targets combined. Dan Arnold and Agnew had eight targets each. I mean, at some point, you got to be like, hey, these are our two best weapons. We don't care if the defense, who they're throwing at them. We have to give our guys a chance to win the, as well. So hopefully there's an overcorrection and it leads to a lot of volume this week. I mean, when you have a chance to load up a journeyman tight end and a punt return <laughs> specialist with targets, I mean, you just got to take it. Yeah, that's just all it is to it. All right, we got three big questions for week six. So the first one, we talked a little bit about Trey Lance. Uh, we'll talk some uh, some Justin Fields a little bit later in the show. But just as we look at this rookie quarterback class as a whole, we had big expectations. We were super excited. Uh, so far, hasn't been great. Uh, nope. did, did we overrate these guys? I know it's only been five weeks. I get it. Like, I'm not calling any of these guys a bust. I don't, you know, don't tweet at me about it. But uh, were we maybe too high on some of these guys? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, again, I'm not saying, I'm like you, Marcus, I'm not saying these guys are bust for their careers and they're never going to pan out for fantasy. But I think for year one expectations, we definitely overrated this class. I am as guilty of it as anyone. Like, I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be a breakout quarterback this year. I thought he would finish as a QB1 uh, because I thought he was going to be running more. I love seeing him run this past week, so hopefully these last two weeks, so hopefully that continues. I thought Justin Fields and Trey Lance, Marcus, once they got to start, were going to be QB1s. Trey, uh, Justin Fields doesn't have nine fantasy points in a start this year, so <laughs> that's far from being a QB1. Trey Lance didn't look great. I mean, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson we didn't have high expectations for, but one thing I've been thinking about is – do we overrate rookies, not just because of the success that rookie classes have had in past years, but because fantasy football Twitter from January to, like, May does nothing but talk about these rookies and get excited for them that I think we make our expectations a little too high? I, I think it's more of the latter. I think both things kind of come into play, but I definitely think it's more of the latter. Like, we spend... As soon as the Super Bowl ends and we turn fully into draft mode, I mean, we start talking about these guys and hyping up what they can do. And, and there are a lot of people that are watching hours and hours of tape uh, on these players. And, yeah, I think we get a little bit too fired up about what they potentially can be, uh, not always taking into account the situation some of these guys are walking into. Um, you know, I mean, the Patriots offensively still don't have a lot of weapons. I mean, they're, they're yeah. better than they were last year. They're not great. Uh, the Jets, I mean, so far, they're still the Jets. Yeah, the Jets, yeah. <laughs> they're still the Jets, right? Um, you know, we were excited about the Jaguars and what could be for Trevor Lawrence. We didn't really get that. Uh, so far, the coaching staff would kind of be a bit of a, a mess um, and have something to do with it. So I think that's that has something to do with it. Uh, the, so The you know, Bears I, is one that I cannot explain because – they have good pieces around field right. with Mooney and Allen Robinson and before he got hurt, Montgomery. And I thought they had a somewhat decent play caller in Matt Nagy, but it's just completely gone off the rails in Chicago. It, it has. I feel like with, with Matt Nagy and with Kyle Shanahan, I think they like their young quarterbacks, but I feel like they really want to take their time getting them in there. They don't like them as much as, as we, we do. want them to. <laughs> right, like, right. Uh, I mean, Shanahan has been very resistant to naming uh, Kyle, uh, Trey Lance the starter. Um, and it really only happened because Garoppolo got hurt. If Garoppolo stays healthy, I think he keeps that starting job. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, I mean, with, with Nagy, it's like, it's like he still wants to run the Andy Dalton offense, even with Justin Fields. I don't get it. I don't get it. 
I, I don't understand. Let him do what he does best. Like, he could scramble. He could throw the deep ball. I, I just – I don't get it. Get him out of the pocket. Move him around. Just do some different things. But, uh, yeah, it, it just has not happened yet. Uh, all right. Uh, a couple of guys who are playing really, really well right now. One of them happens to be a rookie. Um, for the rest of the season, who would you rather have? Marquise Brown, who's back to be in Hollywood again, uh, or Jamar Chase? I would rather Jamar Chase, but this was a really tough question. <laughs> I think if we were to do, like, rankings now, like, take away what we did coming into the year, but if we were, like, rest of season rankings, I think you could make a case that both of these guys are a wide receiver one. That's how good they have played. And there's been a lot of other receivers who have struggled or lost their quarterback, like DK Metcalf, which I think maybe you put these guys ahead of now. But the reason I like Jamar Chase is – just because Marquise Brown is going to have Rashad Bateman coming back, and I think that's another a uh, little bit of competition for targets there. I don't think he's going to overtake Brown as the wide receiver one, uh, but Jamar Chase is already thriving with Higgins and Boyd there. But I think these two are really close, and they're both players that I would be very happy to have on my roster right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at it like uh, I think Chase has a handful, or rather Brown has a handful more catches. Uh, Chase has just a few more yards. They have the same number of touchdowns. I, I went back and forth with this, and I sort of landed on Marquise Brown just because I, I still think there, there were going to be T. Higgins games in there. There's going to be a Tyler Boyd game or two in there at some point. Um, for me, the Ravens' passing game, at least as of the moment, is pretty much Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. And maybe maybe we do see some Rashad Bateman in there, but it, it just seems like it's a pretty narrow funnel of where yeah. the football is going there in, uh, in Baltimore. And I think there are more options in Cincy. Big surprise. Lamar Jackson can actually pass hey. the ball. Uh, uh, much to everyone on Twitter. Like, there's a group of people there who like still like to knock Lamar. Like, he's <laughs> awesome. Like, let's just give the guy his due. Lamar Lamar Jackson on football Twitter is like it's like candy corn, right? <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I actually like Lamar Jackson and candy corn is the most overrated candy. It is an insult to both candy and corn. Remember <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> like, but people have sort of like they have drawn their lines about how they feel about Lamar Jackson, um, and I don't know if anybody's really budging at any point. But he's I mean, good. he had maybe the greatest passing game ever. Like he's the only player in the history of the NFL to have over eighty-five percent completion percentage <laughs> in a game with four hundred yards and four touchdowns. But he can't throw. But he can't throw the football. It's that bad for a running back. Uh, <laughs> speaking of running backs. Mike Davis, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs all have sort of underperformed this year. Um, of those three guys, which one, if any, do you still believe in? It's none an option. Sure. I, I, no, if I had to pick one, these are all three players, too, that I was fading coming into the year. So, luckily, I don't have any of them on my rosters. But if I had to go out and get one, it would be Josh Jacobs. Like, Miles Sanders' touches are going down big time. And, yeah, you could be encouraged that they threw the ball to him five times last week. He caught all five of them for six yards. That is not good. Uh, Mike Davis is getting outplayed by Cordero Patterson. I don't see that changing. Josh Jacobs, at least, is still getting 18, 19 touches a game. He's still giving you double-digit fantasy points. But even that Raiders offense, like, I'm worried about them moving forward. I, I am definitely worried about them, but you're right. For me, it, it is Jacobs just because, um, you know, he is the lead guy there. Uh, you know, I feel like in Philadelphia – Sanders is still the number one guy, but that gap between he and Kenneth Gainwell is closing quickly. Uh, as you mentioned, Cordero Patterson, 
he's the technically the RB two on the depth chart, but you know he's the RB one in our hearts right now <laughs> um, because he's just playing so well. It's hard. It's hard to get him out of that spot. So Jacobs is the guy. I think he's at this point in his career. Josh Jacobs is who he is. He's just he's just meh. He's 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 on the all oatmeal team, right? He's just <laughs> fine. It's not exciting. They're never gonna make him a pass catcher in that offense. It's just not gonna happen. Um, which, by the way, Kenyon Drake's not a pass catcher in that offense. He's a nothing in that offense. Why did they bring Kenyon Drake there? No like, idea. At the time, it made no sense. And like, I was like, okay, maybe they have like big plans for him. They're gonna use him in the slot. They were saying coming into the. It's made no sense. They've done None. nothing with him. None whatsoever. I can't figure that one out. So, We'll step away for a quick break. When we return, game previews coming up next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that saying? with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. All right. Let's get into our game previews. You know, we're going to get through every single game on the Thursday and Sunday slate, so it only makes sense to start with Thursday night football. The Buccaneers, who are red hot on offense, going against the Eagles, who uh, at times look like they have something figured out, and at times you're just not really sure. But uh, if you're looking at somebody in that game, who do you have your eye on? I already spoke up Zach Ertz, so I'm going to talk about Devonta Smith here. I think you have to start Devonta Smith in this matchup. I know people like to look at the Bucks defense and say, oh, they have a pretty good defense. Well, they're good against the run. They've struggled mightily against the pass this year. In fact, they've allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. And Devonta Smith has already been seeing big usage, 18 targets in his last two games combined. But now you take away Dallas Goddard in a game where they're going to, I, I expect them to be trailing and having to put up points, keeping up with Tom Brady and that high-powered Bucks offense. I think Devonta Smith could see double-digit targets and, and maybe even crack 20 fantasy points this week. Would not be surprised if that happens. I would also throw in as a kind of a deeper sleeper is uh, Jalen Rager. Yes. Who's, uh, who's getting more work. <sighs> Look. Eagles fans, I'm just going to say this. He's he's never going to be Justin Jefferson. You're going to live with that for a <laughs> long time. Like, that's just – and I know that, you know, I know that nobody in Philly – you know, none of the fans made the pick. I know it's not on you guys, but uh, that's one you're going to have to wear for a while because he's just never going to be Justin Jefferson. But I do think there's a chance for him to be uh, a bit of a deep sleeper this week. Uh, I like that. Long, one or two long passes. Quez Watkins last week had a 53-yard catch one. and finished with 48 yards. So that was interesting. <laughs> that's – <laughs> That's interesting work there. Uh, I would say that both for, for Rager and maybe Quez Watkins, they are more daily picks than I would season long. Yeah, or like real deep leagues. Yeah. But, but I do think, you know, you're taking a chance on a deep ball <laughs> in a game where they're probably going to have to throw a deep ball. I'm still laughing. He had a 53-yard <laughs> catch and finished with 48 yards. That's right up there with, uh, you know, what Miles Sanders having the five catches for six yards or whatever it was at some point <laughs> in the game. Just bad. Just mind-boggling. <laughs> Man. All right. Now it's the part of the show where I talk about TikTok. Uh, in case none of you – oh, here's the coffee cup here, by the way. I should probably move that out of the way. Uh, anyway, I'm going to talk about TikTok right now. Uh, we have an account at NFL Fantasy. We do stuff on the talk. I don't even know if the kids call it that, but I'm calling it that. Uh, we do TikTok <laughs> videos. We try to give advice. We try to be entertaining. Uh, sort of like what we do here, but more like in 15 or 30-second increments. Uh, so go check us out at NFL Fantasy. Um, 
How are you on your your quest to get? I know that somebody tried to uh, extort you for your your. Yeah, game on it's TikTok. uh, it's it's still a work in progress. It, <laughs> it hasn't gone as well as I had hoped. But I know you're on TikTok, Marcus, and I, I am. You're going viral. A couple I times did I, a couple times, man. I, shout out to uh, to Matt Frederick, who I, I use some of his uh, fantasy nuggets that he he emails to us here at the at the network, uh, and I made a TikTok out of one, and it went very well. And people argue with me that I was like pushing an agenda. And I'm like, I'm just I'm just quoting facts, man. Like, <laughs> I just all I said was that Cordero Patterson has more three touchdown games receiving than Julio Jones, and people are trying to make it out like I'm. I'm not saying Julio Jones is bad, people. can't argue with facts. It's just a fact. I'm not trying to tell you that Julio Jones is a bad player. I know he's Cordell Patterson is just better. I mean, That's all there is to it, yes. <laughs> Mark it down. Um, we're going to get tweets about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's keep going with our game previews. The Chargers at the Ravens, which, at least on paper, seems like the game of the week this week. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, look, I... There's a whole lot of guys that you are starting, you know, whether it's you know Herbert, uh, Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler. You're starting them. You're starting uh, Lamar Jackson. You're starting, you know, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews on the other side. You know, you're starting those guys. But I will tell you that a sleeper this week is Jared Cook. And I went back and looked at the Ravens numbers against tight ends. Um, they're not great. I sort of excused it because the first three or four weeks, I mean, they what, week one they faced Darren Waller. Week two they had Travis Kelsey. Uh, week three, they actually shut down T.J. Hawkinson. Week four was Noah Fant. Um, so I'm like, okay, they faced a really tough run of tight ends. But then they gave up like 50 yards to Mo Alley Cox. And I'm like, uh, that's a little bit different. So, yeah, I, I feel like Jerry Cook has some sleeper potential. It seems like at least once or twice a game, Justin Herbert finds him on a couple of big plays, which if you're streaming a tight end, that's all you need. One or two big plays, maybe one that ends in the end zone. Um, I keep saying it, man. Jerry Cook, man, he's like the he's like the end piece of bread on the loaf. Like nobody really wants him, but if you figure out what to do with it, it ends up being pretty good. So uh, they they like to get their tight ends involved in the red zone as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I I've actually been talking of Donald Parham as like mm-hmm. a deeper league guy as well, but I I like both of those guys as as deep tight end sleepers. Uh, and you were saying the Ravens schedule. I mean, there's like six. Good tight ends. <laughs> it's like all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a rough schedule to get started. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So Cardinals and Browns, which again has a, another game that has the potential to be really fun uh, this week. Who are you paying attention to? This is another game, a lot like the the last one, Marcus, where you know the guys that you're starting. Like you're starting Kyler Murray and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and 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 all of those guys. So I wanted to go a little bit deeper. I think Rondell Moore is a sleeper in this game. I know Rondell Moore had uh, after we got excited for him, he had a couple of down games. People started throwing him back on the waiver wire. But when I was rewatching this game this week, Marcus. He's the one who jumped out of the screen of all the Cardinals players for me. Like, the way they were using him, yeah, he had that beautiful, like, toe-tap catch on the sideline. But what I really like is uh, the way they were using him. They were moving him all around the field. They used him in the in the backfield at times. They ran the option with him and Kyler Murray. They were using him in the red zone. I know he only had six targets this past week, which is pretty good for, for a Cardinals wide receiver right now. They usually get around five or six, if, unless your name is DeAndre Hopkins. But... <laughs> He is doing more with it. I think as the season progresses, too, he could carve out a larger role and maybe steal some work away from, like, A.J. Green and, and those other guys there. They have a lot of designed plays for him right now. They just they just want to get the ball in his hands and let him be athletic. If they can get him out in space, if they can get him, you know, on an end around or a jet sweep, something like that, they're going to get him the ball. And that is, I think, very encouraging uh, about what he can be. 
Um, the Chiefs at the Washington football team this week. Uh, I'd just say start everybody um, because neither defense is very good. I mean, the Chiefs have been surprisingly awful. The, the Washington defense even more surprisingly awful so far this year. So you can start everybody. But specifically, uh, this is a week I think you can stream Taylor Heineke. And, and he's become a pretty decent streamer this year. I mean, when the matchup is right, he's he's giving you 20 points, which I think is sort of all you can ask for out of a guy like that. Uh, so if you are, for instance, missing Russell Wilson, or if you've got, say, Matt Ryan on a bye or something like that, or you just need somebody in a 2QB league, uh, provided he's available, uh, he's worth a start because the Chiefs have just been miserable defensively this year. Yeah, I have him ranked as the QB 13 this week. So, <laughs> And I debated putting him at 12, but I, I had to go with Sam Darnold. I mean, <laughs> I still believe in him. The other thing I like about this call, Marcus, is watching – uh, when teams play the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes and stuff, they play more aggressive on offense. Mm-hmm. Like, they try to take more shots downfield. They'll be a little bit more le- like likely to go for it and, and stuff. So I really like this Heineke call as well, especially because he'll add some points with his legs. I know all the analytics people love offenses playing against the Chiefs because, as you mentioned, it's it's forced coaches to be more aggressive and go for it on fourth down, which we know analytics football Twitter loves that. And so I know you know coaches don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes, so they, they try to go for it. Vikings at the Panthers. You mentioned Sam Darnold. I think this is hopefully a bounce-back week for him. Um, I watched last week, and they struggled protecting him uh, against the Eagles, and maybe that was some of the issue. Uh, but outside of Sam Darnold, who who should we be uh, keeping an eye on? I'm saying beware Adam Thielen. And I, and I know I've been the low guy on Adam Thielen all year. I, I just thought he was too touchdown dependent, and eventually touchdown regression is going to come, and I just didn't want him on my rosters when it did. And the last couple of weeks are proof of why. Like, in the last two games, he did not catch a touchdown. He has fewer than eight fantasy points in each. I hate that he only had three targets this past game. And then the Panthers on the year have been stingy against receivers. They've allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points. They're giving up just 128 yards per game and just five touchdowns to the position. So... I think this is a game where if you have Adam Thielen because of the buys and stuff, you probably still have to start him. But I don't feel great about him, and I ha- I have him ranked as a wide receiver three this week outside of the top 24. He had 92 yards uh, on nine catches in week one, had the two touchdowns against the Bengals. He hasn't had more than 50 yards in the game since then. It's not good. Not good. And so you really are relying on the touchdowns. And I know that, you know, after those first few weeks, everybody's like, well, touchdown regression is not going to happen. I'm like, eh, it's been – Three weeks, four weeks, whatever. It, it it that only to me made me think like it's gonna come eventually, <laughs> and it's gonna get really ugly when it does. Yeah, I mean if he so if he doesn't score a touchdown this week, it'll be three straight weeks. If he's not putting up yards, um, and look at the schedule, right? The Panthers this week, then they're on a bye. The Cowboys, who you know have been pretty good defensively, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Packers, the Niners. That's a really rough stretch in there. Uh, I think if if. Thielen has a his next good game, like if he has like another two touchdown game or something like that, I think that's when you try to like flip him because he is a big name. I think a lot of people will see Adam Thielen and be like, all right, I could get I could trust this guy every week in my life. <laughs> right. And that's when you ship him off to that person that thinks that. Just tell them not to look too deeply into the, uh, <laughs> into the actual statistics of the whole thing. 
Uh, all right, we are talking some starts and sits here on this show, but we also have a whole show dedicated to Stardom Sidem. It's fittingly enough called the Stardom Sidem Show. So if you are looking for some championship help, uh, be sure to check out the show. It's got Florio, it's got Kimmy Checks, it's got Adam Rank. It's got money uh, guns. It's got money guns, which I found uh, I found a fake $100 bill in uh, one of the chairs. They look surprisingly real when you just like, quickly real. see them. You know, like we're sitting there for Fantasy Live, I reached in the cushion, and I was like, holy crap. Oh, it's <laughs> I was really just about to like take off my I'm mic out. and go home for the yeah. day. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> shut it down for the day and go uh, get myself uh, something to, to, to eat. Um, but anyway, come check it out. 4 p.m. on Thursdays. You can find it uh, on NFL.com, the NFL Fantasy app, the NFL app, or on the YouTube channel. Or for those of you who have lives and uh, aren't watching it live, you can catch it on demand as well. So uh, plenty of options to check out the Stardom Sidem Show. We are going to take a break and come back. We will dig into a couple more games. Also... We're going to figure out where Matthew Stafford sits among fantasy quarterbacks for the rest of the season. That's next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Let's talk about the Rams and the Giants specifically. Let's talk about Matthew Stafford. Um... Dude's been great so far. And not not that it was unexpected. I mean, you know, you bring him to L.A., you, you put him with Sean McVay, you put Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on the same field with him, you expected good things. But with what you've seen so far, is he a league-winning quarterback this year? Yes, by association. Okay. <laughs> he, he is the QB8 on the year, and I don't think he is a top-five fantasy quarterback. I think he's top-10, which obviously can win you leagues. But I think he's elevating – Everyone on the Rams offense like Cooper Cup is the wide receiver one or or might be the wide receiver two now. But Cooper Cup's been awesome. Robert Woods looks great last week. Tyler Higby is one of the few startable weekly tight ends out there. And Daryl Henderson is getting the job done. This is not stuff that we were able to say last year with Jared Goff. So I think Matthew Stafford is going to help everyone around him lead you to fantasy championships. And I think you're fine if you have Matthew Stafford as your quarterback. I just don't think that he is the, a league winner in the sense that, like, he's going to run away and be the QB1 or anything like that. I, I also think part of it is if you have Stafford, you probably have another quarterback somewhere else that, that maybe you're starting or maybe you're just sort of rotating in and out based on the matchups. But uh, the schedule's really nice. I mean, so they got the Giants this week who are, you know, kind of middle of the road, but then they got the Lions, the Texans. Uh, Justin, close your ears. They got the Titans. Uh, <laughs> you know, they've got the Jaguars. The only thing that makes me worried is that in Championship Week they do have the Ravens, but um, their fantasy playoff schedule is also pretty good. The Seahawks, who are terrible, yeah. The Vikings, who are not great. Um, so, I I'm with you, and I don't think he's going to be like a top three or five quarterback. But I feel like he's going to be that sneaky guy that late in the season, sometime in December, is going to get hot because he's going to have great matchups. And there are going to be a lot of teams that get deep in the playoffs with Matthew Stafford on their if, roster. If I have Stafford or, like, Cup, like, I want to build that stack for that run. Like, because that, I think, could be a stack that leads. Because I know the Rams, the rest of the season, have the second easiest schedule amongst receivers. Like, I think a Stafford Cup stack could lead people to champion, like, win a lot of people championships this year. Absolutely, it could. So, we'll see how that goes. All right. Let's move on to Bears and Packers. And for this one, we're looking at Justin Fields. Um... The Bears are at home playing the Packers this week. You are not starting Justin Fields. As you mentioned, he has not had nine fantasy points in a game yet this year. So nobody's going to be foolhardy enough to start him. At least I hope not. Um, 
But for you, what do you want to see from him before you feel like you're comfortable starting him? Nine fantasy points. And <laughs> um, also, I want to see Justin Fields be allowed to play like Justin Fields. Like, his best rushing game of the year was in a game that he didn't start in week two. Like, since he has become the starter, 12 rushing yards, nine rushing yards, four rushing yards. Like, this is a guy who is very dynamic and has shown it throughout his football career. Like, in Ohio State, he was running all over everyone, and he was throwing the deep ball and scrambling and, and just playing loose. And then in the preseason, he was doing that as well. He was running more and, and being used in the red zone in certain packages and stuff. And then since then, they were like, no, nah, let's coach him like he's Andy Dalton, like you keep saying. <laughs> and it just leads to Fields not playing well, him not being effective, and it being awful for fantasy. It's just – it is sort of bringing everybody down. Like, so the way you talked about – Matthew Stafford being a league winner by association because he's going to help lift up, you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and, and all these guys around him. Um, right now, the way the Bears are using Justin Fields, he has kind of been an anchor by association. Yeah. They're not letting him do much. And so uh, Allen Robinson is suffering. Darnell Mooney is suffering. I mean, uh, you know, we haven't had David Montgomery the last couple of weeks because of injury, but it's just bringing this whole offense down because they're trying to fit – uh, fields into a situation that just he doesn't seem comfortable in and he's just not productive in. Um, and so until that changes, it's really hard to think we're going to be able to start Justin Fields, which also kind of circles back to our earlier conversation about us maybe being a little bit too hyped uh, about some of these rookie quarterbacks. I never thought I would miss Mitch Trubisky, who would at least <laughs> get the ball to Allen Robinson 10 times a game. Hey, Mitch Trubisky has a rushing touchdown this year. He out in week four, he outscored. Justin Fields and fantasy points. And he only came in like the fourth quarter when it was a blowout. And Fields played the entire game. <laughs> Sorry, Bears fans. That is, Sorry, Rank. That is ungood. Ungood. All right. Uh, let's get back to our game previews. We've got the Cowboys at the Patriots. Dallas right now looking like a serious contender. I mean, we knew how good their offense was, but their defense has gotten a lot better this year. Uh, speaking of which, I would say start the Cowboys defense. I, I don't think we've talked about the fact that they are the number three defense special teams in fantasy football right now. Uh, part of it on the strength of their league-high 10 interceptions. I mean, Trayvon Diggs has been just lights out. Apparently, uh, and I'm not the first person to come up with this, but if your last name is Diggs, you just catch the football. It's just what you do. <laughs> um, Trayvon has been great about it. We have seen Mac Jones struggle when he gets pressure in his face. Um, and even when he's been good, it's just been a lot of short throws. He's not he's not pushing the ball downfield right now. I think Trayvon and Stephon Diggs had the same number of catches in week five. <laughs> Which is great for Trayvon. Not, not so, so much for, for Stephon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the Cowboy defense, I mean, at this point, they are – they're just worth starting on their own merit. I know they're still available in about 40% of NFL.com leagues. I'm sure they've been a streamer a lot of times. This is definitely a week uh, you can stream them because, like I said, uh, Mac Jones, yeah, he's been okay at best, but definitely doesn't scare you. Nothing about the Patriots offense. And they might be without Damian Harris, too, which yep. is a big piece for them. Absolutely. Um Dolphins at Jaguars. They're another London game this week. This one, a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time kickoff, uh, which I guess is convenient because both those teams play in the Eastern time zone. So uh, definitely more interest out there. But uh, both these teams have had their issues. Uh, where, where are we going for this one? 
I cannot wait to wake up at 6.30 a.m. Pacific to watch an all-Florida Bowl between these two teams. <laughs> the good news um, is you'll be on your way here yeah. for work, so it's fine. <laughs> um, I think Trevor Lawrence is a sleeper in this matchup. The Dolphins have struggled against quarterbacks. They've allowed the six most fantasy points on the year. They've allowed over 300 passing yards per game right now. And what I like about Trevor Lawrence is he's been running more, especially near the goal line, and that is something that – I thought would be a big part of his game as a rookie because watching him in Clemson, he was so good at just like selling the option and just rolling out and and getting it in himself. He's a big bodied quarterback. He had uh, a rushing touchdown last week and in the game before. And last week he was ruled just down at like the half yard line. I thought he got in on that play, but it, it wasn't meant to be. If he does have that second rushing touchdown, he's over 25 fantasy points. And we're talking about him having a really good day. So, they're asking him to throw more. I think this is a game where he will have to throw a bit, and if he could get another rushing touchdown, I think then that the upside is really high. I mean, he's he's right now the QB 25. Uh, he did have a 21-point game last week. It's 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 starting to come together for him. Um, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise, right? He was the number one overall pick. He was the greatest generational talent since fill in the blank. Uh, so maybe this was inevitable that this was, uh, was since Andrew happen. Luck, who is the greatest since Peyton Manning, Manning right? Yeah, uh, you know, on and on and on. <laughs> um, all right, next up, Raiders at the Broncos. Uh, in case you haven't heard, there have been some things going on uh, around the Raiders that don't have to do with football. Uh, obviously, the big story of the week is that John Gruden, no longer the Raiders head coach, uh, after a series of emails were found. Um, this obviously is not the venue to get into what all that means, except it means Rich Basaccia, the special teams coordinator, takes over as head coach. The coordinators remain the same offensive and defensive. So uh, theoretically, that means not much changes with what the Raiders do schematically, which is sort of what we care about uh, for fantasy football. Um, I would say you kind of beware of Cortland Sutton because as I talked about with the Cowboys defense being better this year. The Raider defense has actually improved as well. Gus Bradley uh, has done some really good things with this defense. They're getting a great pass rush up front with Max Crosby uh, and Yannick Ngakwe, and that's made it easier on the secondary. They're just not giving up a ton of yards through the air. So I'd say beware of Cortland Sutton this week, who has uh, has had some up-and-down games. I mean, he had a a nice game last week, uh, scored a touchdown. But for the most part, it has been – kind of a struggle for him and I think this is a week where maybe we see a lot of Melvin Gordon a lot of Javante Williams maybe not quite as much through the air Um, so if you have other options and if you survive this long you probably do uh, I would just be wary of Cortland Sutton yeah I completely agree the Raiders have allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points and they've allowed just one touchdown to receivers all year so if you're not getting a touchdown and and 128 yards per game like you're not getting a lot of yards there it is a tough matchup for sure. Yeah, uh, so I just, just kind of keep an eye out on that. Can't wait for Jerry Judy to get back. Oh, me too. <laughs> I have a bunch of teams with him sitting on the IR. That... <laughs> I have I have him on a couple of rosters. I'm, like, scouring Google, like, trying to find news. Like, when is this happening? And, like, uh, just waiting for that to happen. Got some more game previews for you here as we get ready to wrap up this show. Uh, Texans at the Colts. Uh yeah, it's not really an exciting game, but uh, but, but there are some guys at least worth uh, giving a start this week. Yeah, I think Michael Pittman is one that you have to start. I wanted to go with my boy Jonathan Taylor here, but everyone knows to play him already. <laughs> uh, what I like about Pittman is the volume has been pretty consistent. The last four games, he has 12, 12, 8, 
and seven targets, and he's been really breaking out as of late. Like, in each of those four games, he has either anywhere from 11.9 to over 20 fantasy points. He only has one touchdown still. He caught it last week, but the the catches and the yards have been sustainable, and I think he will catch more touchdowns. I, I really like Michael Pittman. I thought he was a breakout candidate coming into the year, and I think the breakout is happening right now before our eyes. I, I do think so as well. I mean, it was it was trending that way because, as you mentioned, all the other metrics were in his favor. He just hadn't turned it into yards. He finally got a touchdown, which uh, was a was a grown man touchdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just a fully grown man touchdown uh, that he scored, so I do think it's coming along. Uh, Bengals at the Lions because the schedule maker said – I shouldn't say it because the <laughs> Bengals are good. The Bengals are good and they are fun. And I keep I keep saying this because I do believe it. They are fun to watch. Um, Joe Mixon is a must start in this one. I mean, we've talked about uh, Jamar Chase and how good he has been and the wide receivers in general, but the Lions have been really bad – against the run and uh, Joe Mixon as long as he's healthy is really dominating the opportunities in that backfield yes we've seen some IJP Ryan we've seen a little bit of Chris Evans but this is Joe Mixon's backfield he's truly the RB1 in on this team the Lions are bad defensively so uh, you were probably starting him anyway but uh, this is me saying that he is a must start like he should definitely be in your lineup this week yeah like last week we didn't think the guy was going to play at all and then he ended up still scoring a touchdown in a very meaningful part of the game for them like he is their running game I, I agree in this matchup the Lions are the best matchup you could have if you're a running back absolutely absolutely all right then uh Sunday night football Seahawks and Steelers this probably looked a lot better on the schedule when they put it together uh you know last spring uh, but now we've got a matchup of Geno Smith against the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger. Um, who, who, who should we take interest in for this one? I think both quarterbacks are must-starts in this one. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think, though, for real, Chase Claypool is someone that you should be starting. I, I think with Juju Smith-Schuster out now, the volume is going to be consistent enough for Claypool where you could trust him each week. And he is explosive. Like last week, he only had six targets and five carries, uh, five catches, but he turned it into 130 yards and a touchdown. He's had over 18 fantasy points in his last two games. So I think his explosiveness paired with the increase in volume now that he's going to get with no juju there makes him a guy that you could start each and every week. I will say I, I do think if, if Ben Roethlisberger can't have a big game this week against that Seahawks defense. Yeah. It just might not happen for him this year. I, I'm excited to see Chase Claypool burn Jamal Adams at least once. Jamal Adams has not uh, hasn't really worked out for the Seahawks. No. Not not even a little bit so far. All right. All right, let's wrap up the show. We have some sleeper picks for you for week six. We each have a couple. Who is first on your list? A lot of Trojans. Yeah, today, man, Marcus. I dig this. Amon Ross St. Brown, who is someone that I liked and I know you liked coming into the year, and it's – it was a slow start, but it's coming to fruition. The last two weeks, he's got eight targets in each game. He's either tied or had the team lead in each of those games. He's top 13 fantasy points in both of them. Uh, Quintus Cephas left early last week. He's banged up. The Lions are just searching for anyone to step up in the passing game. And with Hawkinson trending down and, and the other guys banged up, Amon Ross St. Brown has really stepped up. And something I've said since before the season even started, he's a big slot receiver who I thought – could have been a safety blanket to Jared Goff, kind of like a poor man's Cooper Cup was for, for Goff out here in L.A. And it's starting to happen. So I'm getting pretty excited about St. Brown. I picked him up in a couple of leagues where he was dropped, and I think he's a, a sleeper in a good matchup against Cincinnati. Yeah, that uh, that Cup comparison just keeps coming up repeatedly, and I think it's it's starting to become true. It's why I, I took some late shots on him in a whole lot of drafts, kind of waiting for this moment, and uh, it's finally happening. Uh, I'm going to go Carson Wentz here, who – 
Uh, played way better against the Ravens than I would have anticipated. Had over 20 points in that one. In fact, that was his highest scoring game of the year. Uh, and now this week has a very, very good matchup uh, against the Houston Texans. Um, I'll say this. The Texans' defense, at least by the numbers, is not as bad as I thought it would be. But uh, it's also not great either. No. So, um, so again, if you're streaming quarterbacks, if you need help at the position, Carson Wentz, I think, is uh, has a nice opportunity this week against Houston. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next, I, yeah. I felt bad for him uh, watching him miss the watching him watch the missed field goal at the end of regulation. <laughs> I felt bad. So yeah, what what else could he have done? I mean, he did he did everything he could to help them get that. He was just like, come on, come on. <laughs> and then it just, oh, I felt bad for the guy. Uh, all right, who's uh, who's your next sleeper? This is definitely a sleeper because this is someone that. Even as of last week, we had on, I think he was rostered in 0% of NFL.com <laughs> leagues. Ricky Seals-Jones. I, I know it's kind of gross, but tight end is gross, <laughs> and it's even grosser with teams on bye this week taking away come a couple of must-start options and then Dallas Goddard being absent from us right now. So I think if you are desperate for a tight end, and many people are, Seals-Jones is a name for you. Eight targets last week was tied for the second most on the team. He played almost 100% of the snaps. Logan Thomas is on the IR right now, and with him out, Seals-Jones is stepping up and is their number one tight end. And I think this is going to be a game, Marcus, where against the Chiefs, they're going to have to throw a good amount. We just saw Dawson Knox burn the Chiefs last week. So I think Ricky Seals-Jones is a sleeper tight end this week. He is currently rostered in 0.6% of NFL.com leagues. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's a very good chance he is available in your league. <laughs> Uh, if you need tight end help, as somebody who lost Max Williams in a very deep league, uh, I fall into that category. Um, my last sleeper is Evan Ingram, if we're going to stay on tight ends. And I know it's hard for people to kind of get behind the idea of Evan Ingram nowadays. Um, it has not been particularly great. But uh, the last few weeks, he's seen quite a bit of targets. He's had, uh, I believe, uh, 16 targets over the last three games. Is is Actually has a... a it's not quite a career high catch rate, but it's pretty close. So he's actually trying to do things with them, and with so many injuries, <laughs> I look. I, I, that was been the big knock on him, right? That he he had hands of stone the last couple of years. So um, with the, all the injuries in New York, right? Uh, Kenny Galladay with that hyperextended knee, still waiting to see what's going to happen with Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Um, you know, even Tony's a little banged up, right? A little bit banged up. He's got what a foot injury, I believe. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't try to punch anybody else next <laughs> week. Uh, you know, we know Saquon's going to be out. Basically, what I'm saying is the Giants need to go somewhere with the football, uh, and that very well could be Evan Ingram. The matchup isn't necessarily great against the Rams, but I just think the volume uh, is going to be there potentially for him. So uh, I've got him kind of uh, as a sleeper this week. I like it. I have him as a top 15 tight end. He might not forget being the Giants tight end one this week. He might be their wide receiver one. Uh, and Mike Glennon's not going to be throwing. If it is Mike Glennon, he's not going to be airing the ball out. He's going to be <laughs> taking those short shots to uh, to Evan Ingram. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. By the way, uh, this just coming across Twitter as we're sitting here recording this. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is at practice today, though Matt Rule uh, says he's going to be limited, but they are hopeful that he can play against the Vikings this week. I ranked him this week expecting him to play. I mean, he, he almost suited up last week. I think this week is the week that they're going to be like, all right, we, we, we're going to let you get back out there. Yeah, I mean, I put him in some lineups last week and then had to make the last-minute change to pull him out. I'm doing the same thing. I've got him in the lineup right now, and we'll follow this along, and then if I have to make a change on Sunday, then uh, so be it. Um, Before we go, I mentioned this on Monday, but it is now official. Congratulations 
to producer Hytham, uh, his wife Kayla, their son Hendrix, because there's a new addition to the family. It is Beckham Garrity Kalani uh, came to this world at eight pounds, three ounces, so uh, already a big kid. But uh, congratulations, Hytham and Kayla and everybody there. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, enjoy being on Team No Sleep. I know I've talked to, uh, I've texted with Hytham a couple times, and he's like, yeah, sleeping like crap. Uh, but but everybody is healthy and safe, uh, so we're happy for it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back sometime soon. Well, and if, you're back. if I ever need baby names, Hytham is Hytham's got to go to, man. Yeah. Hendrix and Beckham, like that's it's pretty legit. So uh, no doubt about that. Uh, before we get out of here, a couple other things, a little bit of housekeeping. I mentioned we talked sleepers. Uh, if you want more sleepers, you can check out uh, my sleepers column every Wednesday on NFL.com. Uh, it's at NFL.com slash sleepers, fittingly enough. Uh, and then Sunday Fantasy Game Day. It's uh, yeah, you, it's, it's me, it's Kimmy, it's Rank, it's all of us. No money guns. But no money guns. we do answer all your questions up until kickoff. We're, we're telling you who to start, who we think is going to go off, who we would get out of our lineups. Basically everything you need to know to create cram into your lineup yeah. right before the kickoff. It really is. It's like it is like a cram session right before a, a big <laughs> exam. Just come and uh, you know get your last minute notes. You don't you can write them on your hand and nobody's ever going to know. It doesn't even really matter. So, all right. There you go. Is it we are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate review and remember, why is it necessary to nail down coffin lids? Be safe, take care of yourselves, get vaccinated. Enjoy week 6 and we will see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.